0: Greetings, citizens, and welcome to Unknown. I'm Jason McClellan. Thanks for hanging out with me. It's highly likely that, if you've been following UFO-related news, you've noticed a seemingly singular focus in the world of UFOs on those three Navy UFO videos that were brought to the world's attention by Luis Elizondo and to the Stars Academy of Arts and Science all the way back in December of 2017. In case you're not keeping track, this is 2019, nearing the end of 2019 to be specific, so... Has there really been nothing else UFO-related worth discussing for nearly two years besides these three videos? Well, hopefully you already know the answer to that question. The answer is, of course there has been. As I routinely state, UFO-related stories are covered by media outlets around the world every day. So, why are the Tic Tac Gimbal and go-fast UFO videos still generating headlines today and garnering so much attention? Well, first, the fact that these videos are sourced from the US military is a big reason. Knowing that these videos come from Navy fighter pilots rather than some random guy in the middle of nowhere makes them more credible to most people. And Because we reportedly have supplemental and corroborating radar evidence and eyewitness testimony from military personnel, these videos collectively make a truly fascinating case. But most of the credit for the long-lasting high-profile attention on these videos goes to To The Stars Academy itself. TTSA has created a powerful vehicle for generating stories. Because its founder, Tom DeLonge, is a rock star, his star power gives the company the ability to choose when and where it wants certain stories published. There are plenty of reasons to continue discussing these videos. In my opinion, these three UFO videos do merit ongoing discourse. But why, specifically, am I bringing these videos up again today? I'm glad you asked. I've repeatedly stated my personal opinion, yes, just my opinion that the objects we see in these Navy UFO videos are not extraterrestrial in nature, but rather some new technology being tested by the Navy. We've mentioned a few items on this show in the past, like admirals aboard ships involved with these incidents, seemingly unfazed by the encounters, carefully crafted non-committal answers by Navy spokespeople and testimony from one of the primary participants, commander David Fravor, who has stated in multiple interviews, including his appearance on The Joe Rogan Experience, that his bosses aboard the ship were surprisingly uninterested. According to Fravor, there are lots of false stories out there about people being questioned, tapes being confiscated, etc. But according to Fravor, none of that happened. Very little, if anything, was made of the pilot encounters with UFOs at the time. We also know that, according to those involved, the Navy was fully aware that these mysterious aerial objects were in the area, yet didn't cancel training exercises or even notify its pilots. These are just a few of the interesting details that lead me to believe the Navy knows what those UFOs are. But why do I think that just because the Navy might know the identity of the objects captured in the UFO videos, that these aren't ET spacecraft? Well, It's certainly not because I don't think that some of the UFOs seen in the skies around the world every day could be extraterrestrial. I'm even happy to entertain the possibility that some of the UFOs i personally witnessed could be extraterrestrial. But when it comes to the Navy UFO videos, everything just points to new Navy technology to me. I think the first thing that got me thinking along these lines was the fact that both the East Coast and West Coast incidents that are captured on these videos took place during training exercises. That seemed pretty coincidental. Then, the comments from Navy personnel about how these UFOs followed the fleet for months only amplified my suspicions. And here's the real reason I'm bringing this up today. On Thursday, November 7th, Brett Tingley published a story on thedrive.com titled The Navy's Secretive and Revolutionary Program to Project False Fleets from Drone Swarms. Wait, what? Okay, this story definitely got my attention. We know that during both the East Coast and West Coast incidents, Navy personnel reported seeing fleets of UFOs on the radar systems. And now we're hearing about Navy technology that can fool people and systems into thinking that a fleet of objects is present, when, in fact, there's nothing there at all. According to the story, this new secretive electronic warfare system is called the netted emulation of multi-element signature against integrated sensors, or the much easier acronym, nemesis. The article explains, quote, For years, The Navy has been developing and integrating multiple types of unmanned vehicles, shipboard and submarine systems, countermeasures, and electronic warfare payloads and communication technologies to give it the ability to project what is, in essence, phantom fleets of aircraft, ships, and submarines. These realistic-looking false signatures and decoys have the ability to appear seamlessly across disparate and geographically separate enemy sensor systems located both above and below the ocean's surface. As a result, this networked and cooperative electronic warfare concept brings an unprecedented level of guileful fidelity to the fight. It's not just about disrupting the enemy's capabilities or confusing them at a command and control level. But also about making their sensors tell them the same falsehoods across large swaths of the battle space. End quote. The article points to a 2017 Center for Strategic and Budgetary Assessments or CSBA white paper titled "Winning in the Gray Zone: Using Electromagnetic Warfare to Regain Escalation Dominance." This white paper describes fleets of expendable unmanned aerial systems that, quote, incorporate cognitive processing and coordinate their actions through communication networks, end quote. Brett Tingley, again, the author of the article on TheDrive.com, explains that this means, quote, they can share data in real time and operate semi-autonomously to jam an adversary's sensor, act as or release decoys, gather targeting information, and detect and map air defense networks, end quote. This is pretty wild, high-tech, futuristic stuff. Tingley further adds, quote, Aside from providing fire and communication support, the Nemesis system was said to be capable of creating viable false targets that would increase the number of potential targets an adversary would have to engage. These false targets would mimic the RF emissions and radar returns of real platforms and include infrared decoys and concepts and capabilities to simulate the computer network activity of deployed forces." This is also really interesting. He says that the Nemesis system also included underwater high-fidelity acoustic decoys that can generate additional targets. The article explains, quote, These acoustic decoys could include radio emulators and simulate propeller noise or other propulsion systems, as well as specific equipment on surface ships and submarines, end quote. The Center for Strategic and Budgetary Assessments white paper I mentioned described using small unmanned electronic warfare systems launched from either high-altitude balloons or undersea platforms, like submarines or unmanned underwater vehicles, to create these effects. We know that, at least in the case of the Tic Tac West Coast UFO incident, pilots reported seeing underwater disturbances and perhaps objects coming out of the water as well as objects coming from extremely high altitudes. So that's fascinating to consider. Recent unclassified budget justification statements explain that it's during fleet experimentation and during focused field and laboratory tests that the capabilities of the Nemesis expendable decoys were demonstrated. According to the article, the Navy's 2015 program guide mentions that the Navy conducted a war game in 2015 to test the Nemesis system. This is worth noting because, again, remember that the Tic Tac, Go Fast, and Gimbal videos are all from periods of fleet testing, war games, etc. It's a foregone conclusion that the military has advanced technology we don't know about. We're now hearing about this wild nemesis system, but we only know bits and pieces about it. At the time of both training exercises during which the Navy UFO videos were captured, brand new, state-of-the-art radar equipment was being used. However, based on the reported capabilities of its advanced electronic warfare system, the Navy currently has the ability to project false fleets in both the air and sea, and actively jam, control, and give false information to radar systems. The reported capabilities of Nemesis are Could conceivably explain many of the logic-defying elements experienced and reported during both the East Coast and West Coast Navy UFO events. Many, but not all. First of all, development of Nemesis reportedly began in 2014. The East Coast incident, or incidents in question, reportedly occurred in 2015, And remember, as I mentioned, the Navy claims it tested Nemesis systems during a war game in 2015. However, the tic-tac video from the West Coast incident reportedly occurred in 2004. Then, there's the issue of eyewitness testimony. These UFOs weren't just seen on radar and gun cameras. Pilots reportedly witnessed these things with their eyes. Yes, Nemesis seems to utilize physical unmanned vehicles to perform its trickery, but we don't know the flight capabilities of these craft, or even the full capabilities of Nemesis for that matter. It's conceivable that the system is capable of using projection technology to visually display false craft as well. Spoofing is the name of the game, and the goal is to create as much confusion as possible. Nemesis is just another piece of the puzzle, it's one more possibility we could consider when trying to make sense of the Navy UFO videos or any other UFO case. And it certainly doesn't mean we discount the possibility that what is actually in those videos is something far stranger. But it definitely behooves responsible UFO researchers to be aware of existing human technologies that could potentially offer explanations for something that's seemingly otherworldly. Well, citizens, that's going to do it for this episode. You can find more episodes of Unknown on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Subscribe on your favorite podcast provider so you're notified when we publish new episodes. You can always find the show at RoguePlanet.tv because Unknown is a Rogue Planet production. RoguePlanet.tv is your home for all the strange. Big thanks to our talented friend and fellow Rogue Planeteer, Caleb Hanks, for the show's intro and outro music. Check out all his work at theclerkchronicles.com. Thanks again for hanging out with me today. I'm Jason McClellan. Do me a favor, friends. Always treat the UFO subject with the cautious and responsible skepticism it deserves. Question everything. Have the courage to form your own opinions. Keep truth as the focus of your quest, even if the truth conflicts with your opinions. And, of course, stay strange.